Wholeness and welcome. This is Josh Dippold from Integrating Presence, and today I have Tracy Witted with me today. Tracy, what's going on? Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, thanks, thanks for, for joining. So since we haven't talked much, what I usually like to do is throw it back to the guest and say, hey, you know, who's Tracy Witted and what do you do? Wow. So my name is Tracy Witted. I live here in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I I've worked in corporate America for 40 some years over that. And I kind of retired last year in April and began doing what I've always done on the side, energy work. And uh, I have offered Reiki, access consciousness bars, um, axiotonal. I mean, all of these different, you know, theta healing, all of these different works, healing touch. And then what I realized is that... Everything that I do when it's an energy work boils down to, I guess, a unique gift I have, which is to share what I hear and I see, whether I'm touching the person or we're doing it like this um, long distance, either way, it works fine because it's all energy. So I've always been fascinated and interested in energy. And, and one time I was working with someone, I lived up in Colorado when I was doing Reiki with her and I heard the word transmosis. I'm like, what's that? So I wrote it on my whiteboard behind me and I asked all these channelers. I've asked all of these people that could know and nobody knows. So I researched it and this is what nobody could tell me. I mean, it's like trans, like transformation. It crosses a barrier, whatever osmosis crosses a barrier. And I think what happens is that transmosis, well, this is what spirit told me because I just went fine. I'll ask myself (laughs) and I'll read it to you. And I don't talk like this. Transmosis is an unconscious transfer and assimilation of higher energies to raise the recipient's energy to equal the source energy. So what works is, um, so this is what I do now full time. And um, I'm also an author, a co-author with a book called The Magi Within. And now I offer transmosis healing sessions. And I, I, I also um, hear sentences. I meditate, contemplate every morning. And I hear a sentence that keeps repeating. So I finally, I write it down in my journal And then the next sentence comes. So it's like quatrains. There's four lines. So it's like divine inspiration. So that's kind of me in a nutshell before I ramble on. (laughs) No, there's there's plenty to unpack there. I guess where I'm curious to start is what kind of got you interested in energy work? Have you always been, um, I guess, um, conscious of energy or being able to tune into it? Or I guess what sparked your energy to make that? Um, I guess, a focal point of your life and work too. I guess I'm designed this way. I don't know. It's kind of like, I always say this, like a fish in water. I didn't know I was intuitive. I thought everybody thought and felt the same way I did. You know, you think you're in a functional family and then you find out that you're not. Things like that. Like you don't know any different until you have contrast. And um, I think when I was about 18, I lived in Annandale, Virginia, in a neighborhood called Camelot. And there was a woman that I was introduced to that did reflexology, like she rubbed my feet. And I remember her pushing on the middle of my big toe. And it was like, "Woo, yeah, you got it. That's the pituitary gland. Okay. 
And so she offered a class every Sunday at her house, and we studied A Course in Miracles. Have you heard of that? Oh, yes, yes. I've got a buddy who's just now getting into it. Yeah, it's great. It's great work. I mean, it like takes your ego and puts it through a ringer. (laughs) It's kind of like spiritual psychotherapy, you know. And so I was introduced to many things energetically through that work. And Jerry Jampolsky wrote a book called what was it? Love is letting go of fear long time ago. And it was part of the A Course in Miracles work, but it was working with people who were um, family members who were close to someone who was in the process of consciously dying. So I did a lot of, you know, work with that. And so, you know, looking at death and looking at the impermanence and wondering about that mystery. And, and anyway, yet my first teacher, I guess I realized that not until like 30 five years later that she was my first teacher, this neighborhood woman that would have Course in Miracles classes at her house every Sunday night. We would meditate and then we would discuss what we read that week and how our ego was up in arms and all that. How does this make sense? What do you mean nothing in this room is real? You know, that kind of thing. So I took Reiki on her advice and kind of remember them saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. I thought, okay, so I must have lost it because I haven't, you know, used it. And like almost like nine or 10 years later, I took it again, Reiki one and Reiki two. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't lose it. I don't need, I don't need to, you know, take it again. So I've always been interested in natural health, alternative health, herbs, you know, who is a 18 year old laying around at the pool, reading a book about what your doctor didn't tell you about nutrition. You know, it's just like a natural innate interest. And I remember my mom saying, why are you into all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I just am. I just like it. (laughs) And we are energy, right? I mean, it's, it's eternal. And I, I, I'm really interested in soul. You know, there's so many words for that. You know, it's, it's, it's consciousness. It's what is eternal and what keeps on living and experiencing. Like, what is it? Einstein said, energy cannot be destroyed or not it can't be destroyed it just changes forms yeah yeah tra- transforms transmutation transfiguration transmosis you know so um i just i'm just innately interested in it and, very cool yeah. so yeah i'm not uh i haven't studied course in miracles but i'm obviously familiar with just the you know the because ter- it's a huge body of work and so many people are involved in it from what i understand little i understand of it the one thing that stuck out for me, though, when you were mentioning the definition of transmosis is mm-hmm. unconscious. So, um, and before I forget here, I, I thought maybe, you know, well, is it possible to become conscious of that? And also, um, we'll talk maybe a little bit about your uh, clairaudience and clair, um, clairvoyant skills, too. Um, like, yeah. just like when you first notice that if things like uh do you notice when they increase or decrease and any tips on people who are looking to train those abilities and just in general so there's plenty there that i threw sure. out work on <laughs> i think they they meeting meaning my guidance said unconscious because we can't i can't see it it's there's it's what makes the wind blow you know that's like in reiki it's like the universal life force it's kind of invisible and i think it's buckminster fuller said one percent is visible and 99 percent is invisible so what the heck is going on with the 99 percent? you know it's like wow and so we are here physical bones muscles blood all of that 
But what I've learned through my training, I took multidimensional body balance. Uh, it, it's like we're a hologram. I mean, it's just so hard for my brain to wrap around this. But with the in, inner, the inner world is the invisible world. It's like when we dream, when we meditate, when we contemplate, we are connecting to, some people call it higher self, some people call it divinity, divine, but I think that we're divine humans. I mean, we have our strengths and our weaknesses, you know, Carl Jung talked a lot about archetypal energy. And so like with the Native Americans, what do you, what do you focus on the two wolves, fear or love? And it's really love. I think, I think energy work is just love in different frequencies and vibrations. That's what I believe. And that's what I've come to know. Um, so that's, that's what I think about with the unconscious. And I think it can become conscious when you connect. The true thing about life, what I have learned is that you need to connect to yourself on the inner. That's where the action is. That's where you you get insights. That's where you, you are guided. It's like, do we really have free will? I really don't know. I mean, we have free will about how we're going to react to a situation, but I, I kind of wonder about that, like this mystery of life and death, and you're here one minute and you're not the next, and how can you make the, the most, the best life possible? And a lot of times these things are unconscious because like in our DNA, we inherit a lot of stuff from our ancestors on the mother's side and the father's side of the family. So how does that work? How does energy travel through those little, you know, DNA is invisible, um, cells, our cells in our body are invisible. So it's like, what is really going on here? <laughs> and, and we have a lot of bodies, we have energy bodies. And I, maybe you've seen it depicted on the internet or in photos, but it's like the aura, the energy field around us or people that can go like this, rub their hands together, and you can kind of feel something that to me is invisible. Clairvoyance, I understand the true clairvoyance is when you can see with your eyes open I see more like when you meditate or when you dream. Um, I have my eyes closed. Yesterday, I worked south, an hour south of here in Albuquerque, and I worked at a health fair. And I had a lot of clients come in, and each person's energy is completely different. So what I do and what I advise your listeners to do is every day, like brushing your teeth, taking a shower, whatever, is to meditate. And, And meditation is sort of like you're in the receiving mode. And contemplation is like, well, what if I were to contemplate love? What if I were to contemplate health? What if I were to contemplate presence and just focus and breathe and just connect to yourself and calm down? It's like taking a pause. It's taking time for yourself. It's, it's loving yourself, really. And I do that every day. And some days meditation is like, oh my God, I heard and I felt and I know and I know where I'm going now. And other days it's like, all right, I'm watching my thoughts go around here. What's going on? You know, it's just, I can't tell you how to make every day a great day other than connecting with yourself and remembering that you're just a human being here in this body 
but there's a lot more going on. Again, that 99% invisible. Yes, this is uh, one of the intentions I set before even getting out of bed in the morning is may this day be one of the best days ever. And that intention setting I've found has been so helpful. And of course, the meditation, that's the core of my practice. You know, um, I've had a daily practice since 2012. And I even on Christmas, when I visit my folks, you know, they yeah. understand that I just uh, that they have time. Usually I'll do it before, you know, everybody goes to sleep. So it's not that big a deal anymore. But it really makes a difference. And even just a daily practice of anything, something is like a constant, something that we can fall back on and rely on no matter what. Something you can do every day, even if it's just for a few moments. Um, is really big uh, thing and and it's right meditation is huge because that's where it's a lot easier to have the kind of inner sight you know um, and these inner realms uh, they're just they're boundless right because I'd say maybe when we get to about our 20s we've probably familiarized ourselves with just kind of the most kind of the possibilities that there are on the external world here in life you know sure there's always going to be uh, you know different things but there's not going to be too much that comes along that will just like totally blow us away on the external. I mean, there, there, there are, but I mean, it becomes less and less as time goes on. However, on the inside, on the easy internal um, realms, it, it, they're just vast and limitless, you know, and there is no really limitations on them at all. Um, so you mentioned free will. My understanding kind of of this is that, um, or one way to look at it, I guess, is, yeah, like you said, we have a, we do have a choice of how we respond to things. I would say the only, the other choice we have is how we view things. So we can, um, yes, we can change our view, uh, right view. Um, also, yeah, we, and I would say, you know, a lot of the things we experience could possibly be due to our past actions, fruits of our past actions. And then we have a choice possibly how to, um, you know, if, how we see that and how we respond to it. And that's, could, that will, uh, cause what we do think and say matters and they will have, you know, skillful, when we act skillfully in our thoughts, words, and deeds, then they are going to have skillful fruits. Yeah. So the, yeah. Um, and then what was the, the other thing? Um, oh, Albuquerque. Uh, I was yeah. driving through there. I think it was 2015. And when I was on my way to Sedona, it's a beautiful town. I, st I think I stopped on the way back at the petroglyph uh -huh. place. Amazing uh, area there too. Really cool energy out there as well. Yeah, the land is very ancient and um, potent. It's very quiet. You know, it's the desert. You think nothing's going on. It's again, it's kind of like life. You know, it's a lot of things are invisible. These these things that are happening, there's life happening everywhere. And how can you make it the best possible way? Like you talked about perception, you know, being conscious and meditating and getting in con connected and in touch with your own inner creation because we're co-creators here. I mean, we create our reality. And if you don't like it, then you can change it. And that can take work. And then as you connect to yourself every day, even if it's two or three times a day, or just once a day in meditation or connect interconnection, it's it's returning to neutral is what I call it. It's like getting into your heart space. And you you can send your energy in your mind's eye, kind of like a floodlight or whatever, all the way down through the chakra system to the center of the earth and you ground there so that you're fully embodied because I don't think we want to ascend out of our bodies. We want to be a soul embodied. 
you know, and so you're connected to the earth and then you come back up into your heart space and then you send your energy out your crown and connect into that ocean of love. And what happens is you're heaven on earth. You're you're fully connected as above, so below. And when we get charged, meaning positive or negative, that's kind of an imbalance, if you will. And I think Buddha talked about it being the middle way. I mean, you, you, if you can operate from your heart and be fully grounded in your body and connected to source or the divine, you kind of like are empowered. And that's what it's all about, being empowered. Go ahead. Embodiment is so important. You know, it's, uh, I would say it just takes constant effort for me to be, uh, to be in touch with my body and be embodied, but it is so powerful and so necessary too. And that piece you talk about the, um, that kind of, uh, neutrality, I, I, I like the I love the word equanimity because it doesn't imply like an indifference or anything. It's like this a really grounded, balanced love. It, it sees and 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 wants to help and and loves and cares. And at the same time, it knows that I can't make decisions for other people. It's kind of like a a grandparently wisdom where you know I'm here to help and I can do uh, and I, and I I'm here to serve. And at the same time, I realize that I don't need to get um, you know, upset or I guess ungrounded, unbalanced, uh, because I, I want to help the person and I can't make their decisions for them. I guess that's, yeah, that's one way to, to look at equanimity. It's, it's a beautiful heart quality. It is. Um, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, process. If you'd like with transmosis healing, would you, would you like to sure. say anything about how that works and how you help clients and, um, yeah, or maybe give examples of what folks do when they come to you and how you work with them. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it's holistic. So physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and I'm sure there's many other dimensions that I can't see or connect with, but I ask people, what do you want to work on? If you could have whatever you wanted physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, what would you like? And they fill out a little, little form. They let me know where they're at. Then I take, um, everything that I've learned and I've, in multidimensional body balancing, I learned that up in Boulder, Colorado. Um, you, there's so okay. So like reflexologies for your body and access consciousness bars. There's points on your head is for your life. Multidimensional body balancing is like that on steroids. Both of those things because it's like spiritual anatomy. It's like spiritual hygiene. So if we do have all these other bodies, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, a soul body, all of this then it makes sense to me that our ancestry, our DNA and such, we have energies that aren't even ours, that we think are ours because we think and feel within our own psyche. And so sometimes people come to me and say, I don't know, whatever spirit says. I was like, really? So, and that's okay, because they might not know. And so what I've done, and I don't think anyone can see it, but I've created a map And it's got everything in the universe that it could be from multidimensional body balancing. What's going on with that person? You know, what's the issue? What's the primary, secondary? What's the core issue? What body? And a lot of us have wounds and disconnects that are conscious or unconscious. And 80% of the time they're in the endocrine, the chakra, or the nervous system in our physical body. But what if it's in your causal body, which is a body that is um, like where you store all your memories and things? Or what if it comes through, what if you have a wound that your ancestors had, you know, 90 generations back and it's, you know, there's light and dark. Um, Light is 10, nine to one could be the dark. 
and the dark never prevails. The light always prevails. So what happens is they tell me what they want to work on, the client. I get what I get. And then we consecrate the session. So if I was working with you, Josh, I would say, I would like to call in Josh's guides of 100% pure divine light. I call in my guides of 100% pure divine light. And I ask that I be a pure divine vessel of truth, wisdom, and healing love for Josh's highest and greatest good for himself and for all concerned. And then I ask us to put our personalities and egos outside of the consecrated space so that we can be as close as possible to pure divine consciousness. And then I ask, show me, show me what can help Josh for his highest and greatest good. And then they'll say like, ask, I'll hear, cause you asked me about clear audience. I kind of hear a thought, but it's like, I'll get a clue. And it's like astral body endocrine system. Okay. And then I use light tools. We just, we don't remember how powerful we are with our words. We are energy. We are this light and sound, this vibration, everything's vibration. And so it's a consecrated loving experience where I seem to go into a channel mode. It's kind of like, you want this, I got this. And then that channel of your highest and greatest good and what our guides of 100% pure divine light suggest. And I don't do the work, but I get to say it. And like the one voice of what the energy is saying that would help you. And we use the light tools like the violet consuming flame, um, the purple transmuting flame. And then, you know, like the universe doesn't like or likes a vacuum, likes to fill it up. We don't, if we clear stuff out, then we want to fill it up with liquid golden light to heal and seal it. And it's like, if you ask the chakras to partner up, and to have the front to the front and the back to the back, they do it. And I had proof of this because I have a clairvoyant friend who sees, I can kind of have a sense, like clairsentient maybe, but she could see. And everything that I was getting to say out loud, and I record the session and then I email it to someone so they don't have to pay too much attention. They can just receive. And I've heard just people feel lighter. They feel better. They feel healthier. And I think that if anything manifests on the physical that it might've started further out, like in your spirit body or your mental body. Like if you had constant thoughts over and over again, that are kind of negative, that might imprint into your, into your bodies. And you want to clear that out with light and sound. And again, I don't do it. I just work here. (laughs) So that's my unique gift. I think is that I can kind of like pull us all together and, and have that the light and the sound, the sound, I guess, is my voice to clear it out. And I sometimes use like um, rattles to shake energy up or, you know, um, tuning forks to activate the pineal gland and things like that. So it's actually very grounded, sacred work. And it helps people clear out stuff that is no longer serving them so that they can do what they came here to do. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, it's it's a lovely uh, way of working. Um, it brings up some other things to mind here. Energetic hygiene, which I feel is super important. Like I mentioned that we, um, when we were chatting back and forth in text, that you know we clean our house, we wash our bodies, wash our clothes. But energy needs uh, we need to address it on an energetic level too. Even if it's just like smudging with yeah. sage or whatever works wherever you're living. Um, uh, yeah, just uh, just an intention can do that too. Chris, there's so many different ways of. Uh, I guess it just depends on what is most effective. What are you more likely to use? Um, does a certain 
place or certain situation um, call for something else. Yeah, it's different causes and conditions. It doesn't have to be complicated at all. You can just find something you like and, yeah, stick to it. What's the common denominator? Our own consciousness. Absolutely, right? yep. And and as as we can elevate that and be be of service to ourselves and to all of us around us, whether it's plants, animals, children, um, it's it's kind of Pollyanna-ish. That's my own word, but it's like you know, being the best that we can be here to serve the whole, to be, be that love. And because we're interconnected, when we uh, do self care and take care of ourselves. And especially if we're conscious of it, that we're all interconnected, right? That I, uh, one thing really can't exist without another. And, you know, how kind of interdependent we all are on each other. So when one heart is loved, all hearts are loved. Oh, that's yeah. It's yeah. A, it is a beautiful thing. And we just, you have to, you can't really believe that from me saying it. You just have to kind of feel into it and uh, see it for yourself, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's our own intuition. It's our own inner path. I mean, we came in alone or empty, and we could go out alone and empty. Meaning, if you're empty, then love can come in. You know, I I don't remember what happens when you pass away, or I haven't had a near death experience that I recall where I saw the light or any of that. But consciousness is very interesting, and it's what I realized. And I try and control as best I can to be positive and all of this, but I'm not in charge. The universe, the energy is in charge. That that divine force that brought us here that will take us out, if you will, when it's right. Control is kind of an illusion, isn't it? Yeah. And just just that emptiness, it, it seems like it, there's a underlying compassion to it. You know, it's just like it's it's not really separable from this compassionate um it's present along with it yes and you know you were talking about uh light and i I heard the definition that the only darkness is ignorance and it it really put things in perspective because when that ignorance goes away there you know it's like bringing a bright light to a room it's it, it doesn't matter if it's been dark for you know eons it just takes an instant of that light to light up the whole room and speak Speaking of light, I've noticed, I don't know if this will show up on the video, but I've noticed with some folks, uh, I can see kind of like their background, the light will change, like depending on, I guess, maybe emotional or um, energetic charge, uh, there'll be certain different colors. And I don't know your lighting set up there or whatever, but I noticed the light will uh, fluctuate every once in a while. Uh, so it, 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 yeah, it is. Uh, so I don't, it's weird because I don't really have, I can't really it's super rare for me to notice that in uh, real life. So I don't, I, I don't know what's the technology, who knows, but <laughs> yeah. Or it's your own ability to see into something. I don't know. Possibly. Maybe I should do a screen recording on my end because I've noticed that sometimes it doesn't show up on the final video. So I don't know what's going on. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> see, it's a mystery. It's cool. Right. And we're, t- uh, one other thing I, um, remembered was about our, our genetics our you know our dna and how we're uh, the ancestral trauma that a lot of us are here to clear and and heal to the epigenetics so too and this is science is just now um kind of really getting into this more so that yeah. you know our environment does matter who uh what we're around and um 
just people we interact with too can uh, have an effect on the epigenetic level, which can go in and have an effect, I guess, on the DNA. I'm not exactly sure how all that works. I just know, yeah, epigenetics is a huge field now. Well, you know, the cellular membrane reacts to what's around it. And what if we, that's a microcosm of the macrocosm. What if everything is interconnected? It is interconnected, but if, if our, I can say that when I'm around um, energy that doesn't feel good, I contract, I go within. But if I'm with like-minded people, so to speak, where I can be myself or feel like I can be myself, I give myself that choice and that freedom. I can expand and be giddy and goofy and, and I'm sure my cells are electrically alive and magnetic and love it, you know? And, and when I work with people, sometimes it's actually like I see the, um, in my mind's eye, um, each and every cell has a soul and each and every cell gets like the nucleus gets like golden and it like comes alive. It gets all cleaned up. It's like the soul's going, yay, I, I can be here. This is great. I can have fun. I can be free. I can live. I can, you know, I can express, I can be who I really am. And that's what's so beautiful about the work is that you can clear out all of that stuff that's not serving you from your ancestors. And what's so beautiful is you can take that whole generational line, put them into a holographic separation room because we don't want to touch it, bind and gag all that dark energy that was trauma. We don't need to know the story and transmute it and then send it off to where it's earned the right to be. You know, all these different phrases are very interesting that I had learned. And then you just bring them back to present time because what happens is that energy gets stuck in the past. They're not present. They're stuck in that fight, flight, or freeze. And when you can release the dark, transmute it, and let them go back full of light and happy and free, that works both ways, forwards and backwards, because it's not linear. It's all one thing. So it's like it's like we contribute to support consciousness, soul, our existence here. And I think that some of us are here to assist others and uh, help them on their journey. And I don't know why, but I kept getting the impression that I needed to show you something. Sure. So my girlfriends and I, two other ladies and I wrote a book called The Magi Within. And it was a workbook to assist people to work with themselves and connect with their intuition. So it's a workbook from like A to Z. And A is awareness, Z is zero point, K is kindness, but P is presence. And we wrote a chapter for each of these. So the person would like be with presence all day long kind of a thing and just do it as a spiritual exercise for themselves. So we also did artwork to go with each chapter. So here's presence. And I want to show you. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And that ties in with the golden energy you're talking about with, uh, um, imbuing the cells with and i've heard this before too how powerful the golden energy golden light energy is and it it's kind so of cool. feels like there's some guides and stuff golden beings all around it's hard to see on the screen but it's kind of like one of those um when you look at a picture and then all of a sudden it pops out you know like <laughs> so the, i wanted to show the you magic the eye i remember those when yes. i was a kid in, in the paper yes. yes yes so i just wanted to show you presents well, thanks for sharing sharing yeah. that's really cool um y- yes so maybe we we should start wrapping up the, and now but there's there's so much like we could we could go on and on about um but what would you like to leave folks with and then also if you have any events coming up how people can reach you on social media your website how people can book sessions with you that okay, type of thing thanks. yeah yeah i um since i said i just started last april doing this full time i'm learning how to do all the 
you know, the social media stuff. And I, you know, I had my own personal page, but I just now recently created a page called, um, I guess it's facebook.com transmosis healing, all one word. And what happens is I have a website, Tracy Wittet, T-R-A-C-E-Y-W-H-I-T-T-E-T.com. And on there, you can um, read my quatrains. You can schedule a session if you're interested. I'm in the process of creating classes. So I'm still, I'm putting one foot in front of the other. And right now I'm just kind of like being brave and coming out and sharing with people what I do because, um, that we talked about epigenetics. Like if you're in an environment like corporate America, you don't want to go around and say, yeah, hey, I do spiritual healing and I'm intuitive. You know, it's like, kill me now. <laughs> you know, you don't want to do that. So, um, yeah, I'm just showing the world that this is possible. And, and really what I would like to leave people with is to remember how amazing you are as a person and how you're not just skin and bones. You are spirit. You are a divine human. And I want to invite people to really, really, really take good care of yourself because it's cumulative. Um, I've always been interested in holistic health and I eat organically. I try to have all the colors on my plate, you know, all of the things I've been around the block and I've been doing this for a really long time. And I remember, like I said about corporate America, they're like, could judge you. And then you would contract, you know, but instead I'm just being, this is who I am. And if anyone feels the call, then I would love to help and serve you. And it, I don't like dependency. I want to teach you how to do it yourself. And that's where I'm going is to empower the world. You know what? I'd like to leave a legacy on the planet that, oh yeah, transmosis healing. Is that a made up word? Maybe, but I heard it from spirit. And someone said to me that I loved, she said, no, it was a divinely appointed word. So I don't know if this is ancient knowledge that I'm just becoming aware of in my physical form now. You know, there's so many things my mind could think about. So I want to remind people of how sacred you are. If you can connect and just breathe. I mean, you can trick our nervous systems. Oh, my gosh, are so on with the world, with the COVID, with the war, with all this stuff, the media. And I worked for a newspaper. I remember it's just like if it bleeds, they read, you know. So just kind of like tune out the world, the outer world, and connect to your inner world, because that's where the love and the bounty and the beauty and the health really exists. And if you need an energy coach, I guess I could call myself that. But to kind of like get you started, I kind of feel like a lawnmower sometimes, like you're pulling on that thing and, you, and then it just starts. That's what I want to do. I want to incite in people to get that spark of of divinity within you going so that you can lead a happier, more fulfilling life. And it's really possible. And I can't say that I'm like all happy and great every single day because we're all transmuting and changing as we go, but you can have help along the way. You can have support along the way. And that's kind of what I do now is just um, offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. I'm, I'm not doing group work yet, but eventually I might, I think that would be the way to go just to serve ourselves and humanity. And I just want to empower people um, to remember who they really are, that they are this divine being of love and light. And you can emit that effortlessly and make it really easy. So if you just clear some energies that no longer serve you, people who have cancer, I worked with a client every week just to clear as much as possible. And, and people who just need a jump start once a year, twice a year, Every quarter, it, there's no like prescribed amount. I don't tell people. I, I 
I empower you. This is when I need to have help again. So tracywoodit.com and you can schedule a session. Beautiful. And it's just so lovely to have you on and sharing your energy with us too. And, And this empowerment encouragement is so important, you know, because we're so, um, at least I know I am, uh, the negativity bias. So we can just take extra time and effort to encourage and empower each other. Uh, and it's, and I think a lot of the times the sessions are a lot of, t- uh, they can be validating to people and yeah, just to have that connection too, and actually experience how powerful these things are for ourselves. And I also tell people about the, um, you know, um, what is it, uh, who aren't really energetically sensitive, but you gave good examples there about that, about, you know, the, con- um, contracting it, expanding. I just tell folks, just think about a neighborhood, going into a neighborhood that you just really love and you just feel so at home and at peace and ease. And then then think about going into a neighborhood where there's broken glass, you know, there's a lot of crime activity and how you feel so much differently there. And I mean, it's really noticeable and palpable. I don't know. I don't think I've really met anybody who doesn't notice a different energy difference energetically there right it's like having a splinter in your finger and you just let it go and then it gets deeper and deeper and then when you actually release it oh my god why didn't i do this sooner (laughs) and i hear these stories too about uh folks who they're just coming out now with the spiritual stuff and stay tuned for announcement from me about something similar with uh with somebody i'm going to be working with too and it, it does seem more and more common and this is just it warms my heart and it's it's a full of joy now and kudos to you i'm glad you're doing this wish you all uh the best all your all your clients and people you get to work with and interact the best and of course for all beings everywhere because we are all interconnected so may all beings uh, be safe may all beings be happy may all beings be healthy and strong may all beings live with ease and may all beings realize awakening and be free thank you for joining again and may you all be blessed with a lovely day